Welcome to a brand new episode of Dolly Fan TV with Andy Crust. Check us out on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter for all things Dolly. We're available at the App Store and on Google Play. 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Happy New Year. Welcome, everybody, to this week's episode. We really appreciate you joining us. This podcast really shows us how we can all learn, live, and thrive off of each other. By sharing our knowledge through our conversations, we will impart some knowledge whilst learning ourselves how to progress even further. Here is your host. Hi, everyone. It's 2021. Have you made your New Year's resolutions yet? I know I have, and I've got to run a marathon in January. But hey-ho, it's Dolly Parton birthday month, and I'm sure we're all looking forward to seeing what Dolly's got in store for us for her 75th birthday. But that is at the end of January, and we are just beginning our venture here at Dolly Fan TV with the first interview of the month and of the series. I got to speak to Lee Phillips-Smith over recent weeks, and I spoke to him about many things, including his collection. He's from the Isle of Guernsey, which is a small island off of the coast of France, which is under the UK banner. And I asked Lee, how long have you been a Dolly Parton fan? I've been a fan for 17 years now, which sounds like a long time to me, but not a long time to everyone else, because a lot of other people are a bit older than me, or they've been a fan of those years before I was born. Um, and I started in 2003, um, and it was all because of my mum. She was listening to a simple CD in the car of love songs, and it started from there. I was like, I'm really taken by this, because all the music at the time, I wasn't connecting with it. I didn't know where I stood and what music I liked. I just, if it was one song from someone else I liked, but I didn't like all of it, and Jolly was the only one that I actually managed to say I liked every song on every album. Because you know when you go through albums and you just pick one or two and then the rest are not that great? Absolutely, and yeah. That's why people buy singles, because they can get to pick the best one. But I actually, with Dolly, found I loved every song and there was no flaws. And then I went to another shop and got another album. And then I went, that's amazing. And then I thought, I've played that one over and over. I need to find another one. And it just kept going on and on. <laughs> this is your show. We continue to chat and I wanted to know, did he get his influence from his mum? Was she a huge Dolly Parton fan? An ordinary fan. I'm not going to say she was obsessive or great with that. Um, her biggest person was Elvis. She, she used to follow Elvis' career and she had everything of him. So it feels now when I look back now that I've got like the gene, but then I've done it with somebody else. That's it. You know, yeah. Thing. And of course, there's that affiliation with, with Dolly and Elvis of, over the story of I Will Always Love You. Yeah, so it's so not surprising. So that, that connection, so, so you and your mum yeah. had the same connection, but with Dolly Parton. Now, Guernsey is one of the Channel Islands in the English Channel near the French coast and is a self-governing British Crown dependency. It's known for beach resorts like Cobo Beach and the scenery around its coastal cliffs. Now, Lee, with, together with his husband, Dan, run the local cinema, the only cinema on the island. And you can bet your bottom dollar that these two try and get nine to five played on a regular basis. But are they the only two Dolly Parton fans on the island? Well, everyone who I've met on the island who knows my obsession or, you know, how much I love her when I post bits here and there, they're always, you know, everyone loves her. Like I think they've said in the interviews lately, because Dolly's everywhere this year. And it's amazing. It's the best year we've ever had for Dolly still, <laughs> I think. And they've always said, oh, I love her. I think she's really lovely and bubbly. She's so genuine. You see all the comments when people post, you know, on my pictures I put up or when I post something funny or like a funny meme. 
And I think she just, you know, is universal. Everyone loves her. No one's got anything bad to say about her. But I think I'm going to be classed as the only person that's a collector of Dolly merch on the island. Contact us now. So we continued to chat and it got more and more interesting. And as we were speaking, because we do it over the form of Zoom, I got to see some wonderful collection of memorabilia, merchandise and all sorts of things in the background. So I thought I'd ask Lee all about it. Okay, the collection started about 10 years ago. It was a few years of me just collecting the music before I thought I actually wanted to buy other things. Um, So that's been about 10 years. And I've got things from the collectible dolls um, and replicas of some of the things, um, like her shoes. And next year I'm doing one of the guitars. That's my little gift to myself. I'm going to start off with the white guitar and then I'm going to work up to the coat of many colors guitar. So I've got both of those. They're in the works. Um, I've got my signed books, signed pictures. I'm collecting all the LPs at the moment, well, as many as I can get. We know not all of them are actually released on LP. Um, but I thought, now as I've completed all the CDs and I've got everything on CD now for all these years, I want to move on to the LPs. And I've got books, I've got T-shirts, a lot. This show is sponsored by Sarah Jane's Dolly Parton Experience, the world's largest Dolly Parton tribute stage show. The only Dolly Parton tribute to work on two world tours at the O2 Arena on Dolly's tour. And thanked by Dolly Parton in front of over three and a half million people on British TV. Now part of Lee's collections and a real focal point of his collection together are his Dolly Dollies. You want to hear more? Let's let Lee explain. Okay. Um, yeah, I think I've got about ten in total. Um, and I started off with the very small 12-inch one, the very classic original rare jumpsuit. Even, you know, everyone's going to know what that one is. And I had that one for about four or five years. And then I could never find any of the others when I've been you know, scouting out to get it, and it's been years. And then all of a sudden, um, the other remaining ones in all the jumpsuits and all the 70s era all came up for sale all at once. Oh, I was wow. Like, all these years. And they all came in in one go. And I made a deal with the person they sent them to me from america they arrived in in a week and there we go i had the whole set and i just couldn't believe it um and then with the bigger ones that you can get i had the original normal one in the gold um concert dress and then i saw a friend on facebook who had a few and they were selling them but they had made some outfits for them and then i'd always wanted them and i always tried to make my own i got inspired to think maybe i could try and make and sew a dress onto the doll and i did try it was okay, but it wasn't brilliant. So after like a year, I was like, no, get rid of it. And then a year later, he actually sold them. Oh, wow. And he said, I was the first in line. So I said, I'll take them. Now you've got the time it takes for this little sound effect to finish to guess which one was Lee's favourite. Um, my favourite will have to be the Glastonbury one that a friend of mine made because it is perfect. He's put every single rhinestone on and he's got down to the saxophone. And this doll has also been well kept. It's um, because, you know, some of them over the years, are like over 40 years old, these dolls with, you know, um, and the face is perfect. The hair is original. There's no like fake wig on this one because some people cut off all the hair, make get a wig from somewhere else and restyle it up, which some of them do have that. But this one's actually pure original and it looks really good. Fantastic. Now, I can see over your right shoulder, again, we've put it on, you have a collection of greeting cards. Uh, yeah. I, I've seen these advertised on many Facebook pages, uh, etc. Wonderful. Uh, 
Now, as, as far as I'm aware, they're not available in the UK. So how did you come about uh, with these greeting cards? Well, someone very kindly gifted them to me um, and they just turned up on my doorstep one day and I was just blown away. And I can't believe they gave me all 20 of them. Um, and we've been talking and been friends for years on some of the Dolly fan pages. Um, and as it was a sweet gift, I decided to then give something back. But obviously, how do you give someone that's got everything Dolly? So I was like, I tried to find a few things that I had in England. Like when I went to see her in concert, they had these little promotional cards of better day when I went to that concert and they were on the chairs. I took like seven of them <laughs> um, and I kept them and I gave him a few and he loved all those little things, all the little like stuff from the UK. So how many times have you been to see Dolly Parton then, Lee? Okay, well, I've only been three times. Obviously, I know that's amazing if you can go once, but three for me was amazing, but I want to go every year if I could. Um, but the first one was in 2007. Um, my mum surprised me with tickets to Wembley Arena. That was when she wasn't doing like a headlining tour. It was just, I think, Dolly in concert. You probably remember yourself on that one. And I was like, oh my God, she's coming to England. It was the biggest thing in the world. Because what was I? I was 17. So, um, and I was you know, in Orwa. And we went up to London. I'd never been to London before. That was my first time as well. I'd never I'd come from Dorset um, around that area. So then we drove up in a car and saw her there, blown away. And then I didn't see her again until 2011 because I missed the 2008 tour back with Barbie because I didn't have the internet for a little bit. So I was in and out of that and I wasn't very gender up and how you searched and went about how to find all this stuff out. It was just luck that I saw the article in the newspaper and that's when we got our tickets for the first show. Um, so 2008, I missed out on that one. I was gutted because like, well then when I did find out, it was too late, they were all gone. And I was, I was heartbroken, um, but it was what it was. And then 2011 came around, Better Day comes out, and then you find out she's coming back over. And I was like, right, I've got to go. I told my boss at work, I'm not coming in tomorrow. I'm getting my tickets. I'm driving to the venue to get them. And he understood. He knew my love for her was real. And um, our closest venue was Bournemouth. So we drove all the way to Bournemouth. My mum took me like really early in the morning to make sure we could be outside. Because, again, still wasn't very good at doing the internet and how to book tickets online. Um, and literally we were three people in front and then they sold out. I literally, no, I literally wanted to die. I literally was like, Oh my God. Um, so we were crushed. And then I kept saying in the car back home, I said, well, thanks for trying, man, but maybe it's not our turn. We've seen her once already. We're being greedy. Somebody else's turn. You had to kind of spin it to make mm -hmm. yourself feel better. <laughs> um, and then a week later, a friend of mine said, Oh, well, I'm going to go and see her in concert in Cardiff. You're welcome to tag along with us if you want. Because I said, well, we've never been to Cardiff before, so we went out to get it. She goes, oh, no, we'll go up together. We'll go in a big car together. And we did that instead. Um, and then I, I decided to go back there to the same venue in 2014 for Blue Smoke. Three years ago, I met Lee inside the Savoy Theatre in London at the technical opening of 9 to 5 The Musical. Now, Lee, did you like it or did you love it? It. I loved it. That's the first time I could actually bring my partner along because I've wanted him to always see a Dolly in concert as well. I can't wait for him to experience it, hopefully one day in the future. Um, so that way I've got that connection there as well because it means so much to me. Um, so this was like a mini version of him coming to see that. But he'd already seen it before we even met because he used to run the box office of a theatre in Southampton. So he had already watched it when it came after it came to Broadway. And I think it was 
was it still after 2009, 10? It, yeah, it came over and, and he did a, a regional tour with a different cast yeah. and it a slightly different production to what we saw. Uh, yeah. But it was, it was still fantastic. Um, well, yeah, that's the one that I missed, you see, because again, didn't know it was coming to Southampton. I missed out on that. Um, so I've waited over 10 years to see 9 to 5 on the musical. So for me, it was a big deal. So I wanted to make sure I was there no matter what first opening it was. So I said, come on, let's go, let's treat ourselves and go away just for those two days. And what a weekend that was. And it was a fantastic production. Now, during this pandemic, it's been absolutely awful. But we have had a book, a movie, a Christmas special, an album and a perfume on the way. But I ask you, Lee, what makes her so special? I think it's people always say it's because she she's not like anybody else. She's. She stands alone. She's a one-named woman. Everyone knows who she is. When you say the name Dolly, everyone knows who you're talking about. She makes everyone happy. She does so much good for everybody. And she's always giving back. And then she treats you like, you know what I mean? Like she's, you know, going to be 75 next year. Um, some artists you hear of, they don't hardly do anything. She keeps going. She keeps surprising us. And she's like, she, it's almost like she's a real angel. She's like, you know, not human, if that makes sense. Um, she's someone special put on this earth. And like people said in like memes I've read, um, don't you feel lucky to be in the world breathing the same air as someone so great? And that is the truth. Yeah, and there's no truer word said, Lee. Uh, with Dollywood, you get that feeling that everybody that goes there has that same feeling about Dolly. Is that a place that you'd like to go in the future? Yeah, I wanted to do it on our 30th kind of birthday year because me and my partner were both the same age. Um and I was going to treat us to going over there because he said he would love to, to go, even though he said he's a fan of Dolly, but he's you know happy not to have gone because it's Dollywood. But he loves the fact that I love her and he likes roller coasters and theme parks. So he would love to go to that anyway. Um, and obviously we can't because obviously there was issues, obviously things are going on in the world, so you can't do it. Um, it is a goal that I've always wanted to do. It's like my biggest dream to complete my Dolly kind of like world that I've created for myself <laughs> um, would be to go there. And it's definitely on the cards and I always want to keep working towards trying to go there at some point. And it's even better now that they've opened up that new area, Wildwood Grove. So by the time I get there, all this other stuff's come in. So I haven't missed out because I'm going to be going and there's lots of stuff there. We got on to speaking about Stella and her tour of the UK. Parton sings Parton. I love the Mountain Songbird, the one about Dolly, which was amazing. That was great for their title album that she did. Um, and her old song from years ago, um, is it like Up in the Hollow, it's called or something? Yes. That, uh, yeah, yeah, that. Cause I've seen the original music video to that and she looked you know, amazing herself in that. Um, and I loved some of her own songs, I couldn't believe, you know what I mean? Cause I've not heard a lot of her. Um, and then they did the song together, didn't they? Um, More Power To You. But I love Stella, I think she's great. Um, when we saw her, I loved because the fact that like, I think a week before I remember like messaging her through, can't remember if it was Instagram or Facebook. I think it was Facebook Messenger because I thought I'll put a message on the official one. Will it get to her? Who knows? You know, <laughs> and I did get a reply, and, it, and she was talking that I did have a few, you know, messages over the week. Um, and then when we were sat at the front to the side when she came to pool in Dorset, because it was only thirty-five miles away from me when I lived um, back in home. And literally, she spotted me in the audience and waved to me, winked at me. She knew who I was. She was checking her phone backstage, but she would know when she's read my message. But I was making sure I wasn't doing it like a stalker. You know, I'd be mean, worried about her too far. <laughs> yeah. But you always just say, hey, I'm here. I love you. You're really good. There you go. 
Download our app in iTunes and the Google Play Store. So Dolly's going to be 75 in January. Are you planning on celebrating in any any unique way? I just can't wait to see what she does for it. You know what I mean? I like I don't like the idea of like, oh, she's getting older. Oh, I can't be having that because I need you to be around a lot more. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'd rather you be younger than getting older. Um, but yeah, I just can't believe she's made that, going to be making that milestone. And the fact that what she does at her age anyway is incredible. That's what we said. Like you said, she's not human. She's just some special angel that can just do anything. And, you know, everyone's, you know, wishing her well with, you know, everything going on. We don't want her to be ill or anything like that. We want her to be looked after. And it looks like they do really good with how they take care of her during the filmings of stuff during COVID. And the fact that we knew she was not going to sit still when she was at home during this time. We knew she was going to do something. We didn't know what. Business news. So the big business news this week was that Dolly Parton could be returning to the UK and she's definitely returning to North America with her Dolly Fest tour. Now, was Lee excited by this news? What was his reaction? She's coming to do a tour next year. She was like, hold it. I was like, I need to know all the information now. <laughs> so then I was like, but could she yet? I don't know if it's still too soon for people to be doing concerts. But right, unless they're doing it outside, I guess, they can go around it. Um, I really thought that she would come back next Christmas and do a concert tour with this Holly Dolly album. Because I thought that was like the rumour to start with before obviously COVID, you know, that she was going to release a Christmas album at some point in the future and then do a tour with it and actually do a proper Christmas tour, which would be yeah. great. Like, like, like Mariah does with her like Christmas stuff. She comes and does a few Christmassy things. And the way they keep pushing this Holly Dolly album, which reminds us of Blue Smoke Time when it was just everywhere in the UK yeah. and made everyone pay attention more. And she was in the charts quite well as well. Um, I could picture her doing a tour and now I kept thinking all this merch that keeps coming out from this new album I thought was that part of the merch that was going to be created for the tour I don't know I mean I was trying to see could it have gone that way then they just had to change everything it makes you wonder why all this stuff came out and then that Time Life DVD I'm dying to have that it's all that's what we those kind of things are released usually when an artist is gone Yeah, and I thought that would be in our future the fact that it came out to celebrate her whole career so far I was like oh my god give it to me now get on the website oh sorry region you can't do it and I was like those um, you could tell how they market stuff and differently and you're right you start to get involved and you end up noticing because I'm a nosy person so I end up looking into it all and like YouTube is my best friend. I watch everything on there. <laughs> because everything comes on there, doesn't it? Yeah. You know, that is one way of watching it all. Don't miss a thing. Like I've, I'm pretty certain by now I've seen every interview she's ever done. Because I always type in on YouTube her name and stuff and see what the latest things are. And I saw like a little snippet of the Oprah conversation. And I was like, oh God, that's coming to Apple TV. So now I need to get Apple TV so I can watch that interview properly. Even though we know the majority of her whole conversation. But there's always those times where you want to see what she's wearing. You want to see how she's talking. An up-to-date version of her there and then. Otherwise, we're watching stuff from the past. And I do like to keep with the present. But I have to go back to the past because I missed so much of her career. Because I only joined in 2003 as the Dolly <laughs> No person. Um, and I had to then go back to her career because by then, you know, Halo, that was Halos and Horns was the yeah. first album that was new that I got my hands on because I had all the old, you know, like love song ones and the greatest hits. Yeah. That was what my had. So the first album of new material was Halos and Horns. And then I was like, wow, this was amazing. Some of them I was, didn't understand them. And I was like getting there. And that's when I was learning what country music was about, how the storytelling went about. And then I was like, yeah, I'm hooked. 
And then that's when from 2003 onwards, I just went back to get as many old stuff as I could. And then it was around the time that Forgotten Country came out. And I remember seeing it advertised in America. And I was, four, uh, hang on, what, how old was I? Uh, 2014. Yes, I was 14 years old. And I was like, why can't we get this album here? Because things were not easy for us to get no. in the UK, was there? Um, there was a period of time where you couldn't um, iTunes stuff or stream anything. And I had to go to the HMVs in all these different cities that we were traveling to. And I used to say, look through the dolly rack, see what there was. And if, by that point, I'd had everything that was in the rack. So I was like, oh, can you order these ones in? Because we didn't do anything online like that um, back then. And they tried and tried, and it was just like the hardest thing to get in the world, just to get one album. So it took years. And then, oh, you're right, now at a click of a button, you can just stream, like, what's it? She did those um, re-releases of 93 songs, wasn't it? Or something? Yes. Was, yeah. And I, I thought it was a big box set. I was about to have, like, a heart attack. I thought, well, that'd be lovely. Them in a nice little set. Yeah. Um, but you're right, it was the fact that they were now available for everyone to get a lot easier than when you think about the past, when... You had to fight to get them. I think even albums like Grass is Blue, they be, you can't buy them brand new anymore still. No, no. And I like to own physical copies. I don't yeah. like to stream or download my songs. I like to own the real discs. The CD collection for me is the most important. Then comes all the other big merch that's there because the CDs yeah. is what has her voice on, that has the songs on them, and that's what made me become a fan. And it was the songwriting, the song telling, which was made perfect that the book came out. Because when I was asked in the interview I did the other week, because um, it was the people from the museum who saw my collection, and Dan, my partner, goes on the radio to talk about the cinema stuff because they're big movie buffs and they like to do new movie reviews. And they knew he was a big fan of Star Wars and Star Trek. And then they knew I was a Dolly fan. And when they saw my collection at the museum... Because we go, we've gone the last two years. The first year we went was just because of my partner Dan, because of his sci-fi geek burnness. <laughs> so he took all of his models down. And the woman came to visit our home to see what pieces she wanted to bring down to the museum. Because they have, um, it's a it's a time where everyone can embrace their inner geek. So yeah. you can like anything down from if you're a butterfly collector or a coin collector of like you know German stuff, um, war, um, and there was like something so simple stuff like people collected a load of different like glass pottery things through the years or handmade things that they had done and they wanted to show off their talent um and i thought that would be cool that you know he'll have something there that represents the cinema and his personality and then the woman said well you've got this lovely dolly collection here what's this all about and then i said oh i'm a dolly parton collector and then she was just mesmerized and she went oh well, you'll, you'll have to come down when would my stuff really be the right setting for that really because it's like just like you know, country singer amongst all these other people's collections that has nothing to do or no genre at all with what I'm into. Um, and she said, yeah, everyone would love it. So I thought, well, well if Dan's going to do it, I'm going to do it. Yeah. So he took down all his models and I had my table set up and we were next to each other so we could be close. And we had a good um, two-day event and you could have a look at all the other stalls they had going on and people did like uh, Warhammer as well because people were into the gaming size. That was their yeah. geek part. Um, we had a film that came out called The Guernsey Literary from Potato Peel Pie Society. Um, right. Eddie James. Yeah, that's a long title. <laughs> I don't know if you've heard of it. No. Um, no? Okay. It's a film uh, with Lily James, and it's based on the island of Guernsey. Right. 
Um, it wasn't filmed on Guernsey, unfortunately, because the island's too small for them to have brought all their trucks over and done the filming. But they, we went to the premiere of that, and in the museum, they also had some of the movie props that they used when they did the film on display as well. And then that was part of the thing to get people in off the streets and tourists in as well, because we get lots of visitors here. And that was something that they do every September. And I went down and she put me on the, the staff and I laid out my table. And then the news guy came around and was fascinated by my collection again. <laughs> and I did feel like the odd one out star. I still felt odd because it was a strange I said, setting to have my collection there. But everyone that came up to me to look at it all asked me loads of questions about it. Um, I'd also contacted the Imagination Library for the UK telling them that I was doing it and could they send me some leaflets on the programme so I could help maybe just talk about her programme because that's Absolutely. one of the biggest things which you know because you're part of that too. Um, and they were nice to send me some free um, things to hand out on the tables and to have like a little part of my um, table set up uh, with all that on. And people asked me questions. They took leaflets and badges and it was something I could give back as well. And I had like a, my iPad I set up on the table where it flicked through all of our albums and little slideshow from the beginning to the end. Um, and I just wanted to do it for like a bit of fun, really. And people loved it. And I was really happy with that. I never thought anyone would see my collection. I knew I'd post pictures of it for fan groups, but I never thought anyone on the island of Guernsey would want to know about it. But they actually did. Well, it's been an absolute pleasure having you on, Lee, and thank you for being a guest on this very first series of Dolly Fan TV, the podcast. Now, I know there's going to be many people that are going to want to get in contact with you, have a look at your collection via your wonderful photographs that you have. How can they contact you? Do you have any social media presence? Yeah, sure. Um, I'm on Instagram at Lee30x is my username. Um, anyone can message me on there or if you want to just follow me, see what I do. I post a lot of Dolly things now and again and spread it throughout my feed. Um, and thank you for having me on the show. Well, it's been an absolute pleasure. And uh, if you're willing to come back on again, I'd love to chat to you again about all things Dolly. Anytime. I love it. <laughs> Loved what you've heard on this week's episode? Well, well, the answer is simple. It would mean the world to us if you could head over to iTunes and leave us a five-star review and feedback. Spreading the word really is the best way to grow our podcast and achieve even greater things. Thank you. Dolly Fan TV with Andy Crust. Check us out on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter for all things Dolly. Country Queen.